2: show dedicated to getting you to retirement showing you some things that are working on the market and and well if gold is doing well and the dollar is doing well and oil is doing well well gold's not doing well but oil and the dollar are and that's typically they unpair one does stronger than the other i just try to show you some of the basic things that you need to know russell 2000 hitting an all-time high recently what? A, why do we care? Because Russell are also 2,000 small cap companies. And the market's kind of leaning towards thinking, we don't have to have exposure to Europe. We don't have to have exposure to Asia. So let's just focus on these guys who don't have that. Just in case something goes wrong with North Korea or the Middle East or Russia. Wow. It's like the same old countries from your childhood, huh? Ones that give you the most concern and the most pause. I want to do a show that dedicated to getting you to thinking a little bit differently. You know, I, I could do a frou frou show and say, you know, kids are going to live different lives than us. Kids won't know what a typewriter is. Kids won't know what a word processor is. You'll know, just speak into the, the thing, right? I was allowed to roam as a kid, going to the woods build things, build rafts. Now we're helicoptering over our parents. I see some crazy parents, crazy parents in what they do with their kids and how well they keep them entertained. But yeah, I don't really want to do a show on... You know, the environment's changing. Let's look at the investment angles on that. I'd rather do a show on Netflix. Netflix has such a hold on its customers right now and they have so many shows in the pipeline. People love the service so much. There's something to be said for investing that way. It's very Peter Lynch of his high school daughters would come back from Chili's back in the 1980s and early 90s. Go, Dad, it was so much fun. Me and my friends had a great time. Because Chili's is like in a mall and you can do a little clothes shopping, pick up a little food on the way out. So he did things where, like his kids would tell him what kids like. He, he was an investor who kind of watched the trends from from a distance. But Netflix customers love the service so much, they could raise the, the prices again, and I don't think people would flinch too much. Your other option: go back to HBO, go back to cable TV, or get the service that you seem to be able to ser- save. And I don't suggest this, but share passwords with friends. The average Netflix user watches Netflix more than 10 hours per week, which is uh, nearly double the amount of time that Amazon subscribers spend on watching Prime Video. I haven't gotten into Prime Video much, have you? There's a couple shows there. But every time I I went in like two years ago, and this was just, it was a bad product in my mind because you couldn't find something you wanted to watch. I've probably watched three or four things, and I know they've got game winning or they got winning shows and such. But I like the sci-fi, I like the fantasy, I like the magical talking swords. And Amazon, Amazon's doing much more realistic world stuff. So maybe they, they missed it a little bit, whereas Netflix hit it out of the, the park with the robot. Eighty-seven percent of customers would keep on subscribing even if the company raised its prices again. So, do I like Netflix as an investment? Hell yeah. It's almost like cigarettes, right? There was a day and age where cigarettes were unbelievable good investments. That's terrible. I, got you where I watch you, right? And now you're addicted to nicotine, and you're going to come back and buy tomorrow. <laughs> call it brand loyalty, call it addiction. I call it a good investment idea. So, <laughs> thank you very much. Americans are having fewer kids than ever. This is a trend that I think is going to be an issue. It's almost like we want, I want to go tell my neighbors, like, and my neighbor's kids. I got to watch how, I got to be careful on how I say this, because you don't really want to say this out loud, but you kind of want people to still have make make babies. Do you know why? Because those babies are future taxpayers. Those babies are future economic activity. So the U.S. birth rate fell 2% from 2016 to 2017. Only women from ages 40 to 49 are having more kids. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that it takes two, three, four people to pay their Social Security taxes so that my father or my father's dad, so that my mother can collect Social Security or that my mother can collect her U.S. pension from the United States government. So the U.S. birth rate dropped to an all-time low in 2017. You're not going to hear about it now, but in about 15 years, you're going to hear about it. And you can't magically go back in time and say, you're 20 years old and say, you're on a, a sexy Friday night date, little zooby zooby zoo, and going, look, Stephanie,
0: zoobie, zoobie,
2: zoo. we got to save the U.S. economy. We got to get down and get, get to business. We got to make babies. Um, I just met you. We need that kind of focus. Make America great again. Make America have more taxpayers, is my thought. A lot of experts blame two primary factors for the trend. The 2008 economic recession and the increasingly crippling cost of going to college. That's two very good points. I'll throw in another one. High housing costs. So as things have inflated in the neighborhood, you feel less certain about your ability to pay that big nut. You know, if you're a squirrel, your biggest nut is probably going to be the house you live in. I know you're saying that analogy doesn't really work. Cuz squirrels eat nuts and nuts aren't houses that you could live in, but you get the idea. Um so yeah, a, a, demographics are going to be a big problem. Big problem going forward. Do you know how we know this? Cuz our for our friends in Japan ancient Japanese secret Was that they had a demographic time bomb hit them, and it's still causing massive problems because they tend to like to take care of their elderly in retirement. They tend to give them respect. We're like, you want to live in a trailer? Go ahead. Economists are sounding the alarm right now. So that's going to go down in the future. And again, the fertility rate country launched a campaign called do it for mom to encourage danish couples to have more kids in order to keep the country's grandmothers happy and its economy humming so the danes who i've never trusted the danes don't trust the germans the french are too soft but the danes and I, i i have a problem with but japan and denmark are experiencing similar demographic time bombs the danes have a campaign to do it for mom can you imagine your government putting out that commercial?
0: Batman.
2: I would adopt Cartman. If anyone could make a baby out of a TV character, I, I'm in. The American birth rate has been consistently below what number crunchers call replacement levels. The rate at which new births keep the population steady by matching the number of people who are dying off. Whoa, people who are dying off. That's a weird way of putting it. My dog's about to die. Maisie, the wonder dog. So she's dying off. Do I replace her with a p-
1: puppy, puppy?
2: Or do I at least wait till she's cold before I have that conversation in my head? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Demographic time bomb. You worried as an investor? I am. In 15, 20 years from now, we need those people to be shoppers. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Here goes the last. Speeches. They all night.
0: Oh,
1: and when the hands hit eleven, Pennsylvania came to life. All the kids on the corner, of California never had that thing. I remember rich girls we in the summer we like girls. yesterday. Can really forgive me? Not forgive me? Not forgive me? Not no oh, more feeling the forget me. Can really forgive me? Not forgive me? Not forgive me? Not no oh, more feeling we're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Every time I go away from you, I can feel my mama wait for me. Billy, I will never change on you. You ain't always sunny, honey, but you love me.
2: out of terror during the 80s, huh? Anything they touch turned to gold. I always kind of wanted it to be oats. Daryl Hall was way too talented. I needed someone talented that I could sit behind and go, oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's my contribution. Do the big bushy mustache. Curly hair. Sexy boys. Ooh. What a tear, huh? Had you invested in Holland Oats at the right time, would you have figured out the wrong, right time to get out too? When, do, when does the music hit makers stop making their hits? It's so funny. I, um. There we go. Yeah. A little more Holland Oats. It was a good run. Tonight on the Top 5 at 10, let's see who the chart makers are. Anyway, um, would you have sold at the right time? Like, I remember um, I saw Dave Matthews back in college at a place that had maybe five to ten people in it, and my friend took me to another show, and then we went to another show, and then I invited my friend uh, Amy and Tony to see a show, and at this point in time, their, their shows were like 500 large. And uh long story short, it was it was a pretty great show. Dave Matthews was kind of an innovative sound. Is that fair to say? For the time. Born in South Africa. He tells a great story once about sitting on a toilet. And a cricket inside the toilet in South Africa. Kept jumping up and touching him in his derriere Ah. and you know what you don't know what to do at that point in time born in johannesburg he made an interesting business choice while in charlottesville virginia in 1991 sony said we want to sign you to a three record deal and he goes no we want more a couple months later sony would come back and say we'll sign you to a four record deal he says no couple months later, Sonny comes back and says, okay, five. You got seven. What's interesting to note about that is his first couple albums were the, the benefit, the success of years and years in work and toiling at, at the clubs, getting the sound right. He didn't have seven albums in them. And that's why his albums today suck garbage. Like, they're awful. They stink of trash. But he did it well. You know who another guy did that well? Was Billy Joel. He had the same thing in the 70s. He signed a bad record deal that basically the only money he was ever going to get was from touring. And not from selling records. And back then, selling records was big money. So it was a five-year deal that he signed. Guess what he did? He didn't release an album for five years and he became a piano man. Got his music together And then released it all Boom, 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 boom Back to back to back In the 70s I've never seen Billy Joel play I've seen Elton John Which is probably The cliche of the
1: two I think um,
2: Billy Joel is still doing One night a week Or one night a month At MSG And it always sells out like that's amazing. Anyway, I'm totally digressing into music conversation, but there are business lessons to be found in music. Are there not? I think there are. How to manage your retirement cash flow is something that you need to learn or think about. Kind of before you hit retirement, right? Identifying and understanding sources of retirement income. You're going to have Social Security. It's not going to be enough. It's a supplemental program. So when you get that urge to get a new roof, urge to give your kids some sort of money for college, or urge to, you got to be careful in retirement. Can't break your can't break your budget. So maybe in your twenties, your budget is a practice tool for your sixties. So you got to learn how to determine your expenses, how to manage the five risks to your retirement cash flow. If you're getting a 2% return on your money, it takes you 36 years to double your money. If you're getting 4%, it takes you 18. If you're getting a 6% return, it takes you 12. If you get an 8% return, it takes you nine years. The market tends to average somewhere between 8 and 10% with dividends. So that's why when you, when you see the number 10% or you see 7.2, money doubles every 7.2 years. Because that's what the market's done for us. And that's what you're aiming for. You're not aiming for 12%, because the market doesn't typically do that. And you're definitely not aiming for 20, 25, 35, 35, 45, 55% returns in a year. When you get them, you're like, woohoo! Sock some of that extra away. I think you want to start planning right now to live 30 years in retirement. 30 years in retirement. Without significant income boost, so let's stop and think about that. From I said in your twenties, learning how to budget is kind of like practice for your sixties. But let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. For some reason, you are you come out of college, you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. So in in forty years, you're going to make four million dollars, right? And that's your swimming pool. That's it. That has to last you until you die thirty years later. Wow. Credit card debt, student loan debt, national debt. We're in debt up to our eyes. But credit card debt is particularly bad news in retirement. Trying to withdraw your nest egg efficiently is tough enough, but when you have credit card costs adding on top, it brutalizes and savages you. AARP.org has got a lot of information. I highly suggest people get as much information as they can, but try to be open-minded with it. I'm not going to scream out fake news. Fake news! But if I were to scream out fake news, I would say be very, very cautious about the information. You
0: You are fake are fake 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 news. Fake news. Fake news.
2: Fake news. Isn't it great that it's become a lexicon part of it? I'm Rob Black. I'm still alive. What do I deserve to be? You can find me online at Roblox Show, Twitter, Roblox Show.
1: And questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Don't look at me that way.
1: I've seen those eyes before. I can tell you want to play.
2: I'm Rob Black talking money. Investing in more. You want to talk about what you talk about? Some stupid things for you that are incredibly helpful. A power of attorney. Somewhere around age 45, 50, but definitely by 55. What happens to you if you can't make decisions on your own? It's going to happen. Hopefully not that early, but it's going to happen. Tax laws change almost annually. So it's pretty tough to figure out exactly what you owe, but don't mess with the IRS. There's lots of little pieces of advice that I can give you like that, and you're like Meh. one of the areas that I really strongly believe in that I it it's because I have a problem. I had a dad who was alcoholic who kind of forced me into a situation of he was kind of a mental alcoholic. So he wasn't like a slur or speech or fall down the steps. He just got mean. And, uh, you know, if you were supposed to be home at seven and it was seven o two, you kind of snuck around the back, acted like you were sleeping in the living room. You learned to hide the fact that you were late by acting like you were sleeping. Right? So I knew that I get some issues. One of my issues is I don't mind saying what's on my mind because for so many years I didn't have my own opinion, but make a wheel, make a will, or a wheel you can do either oh my 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 caveman make wheel but one of the areas that i really want you to step up your game is just being honest with your spouse about things like you're gonna die people are living longer and longer and you might have underplanned or overplanned you definitely don't want to run out of money but you got to talk dirty details about inheritance with your family Do you have children? If you do, you need to talk to your spouse about setting up a trust in case you die and your spouse remarries and all your money goes to her new husband. And he's going to shower himself with it. Unless, of course, you set up in a trust that all the money is going to be always owned by the wife. Step A. And step B is if something happens to the wife and she remarries and she dies, it doesn't go to the new husband. It goes to step B, which is suddenly now your children. But you got to be careful on that one. Because what happens if your children marry poorly? It's been known to happen. Not everyone's cute little daughter turns out to be an amazing woman. Not everyone's young, strapping, strong... Son turns out to be Mr. Wonderful. Sometimes they go through bad phases, and if you give them a lot of money and they marry, and they don't set up a trust, and their spouse is like out of there in two years, I've seen it. We've all seen fast marriages. Um, you got to be careful because like some states like California, if you commingle funds, you just said well, let's let's split fifty fifty in a worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario comes up and. Your mom and dad worked so hard for their whole lives to save money and they, they left it to you and your brother. And then you got married and your wife leaves you in under a year, two years for that marine guy that she fell in love with, as a young girl in San Diego. And suddenly that marine guy has your money. I know. You gotta talk dirty about this stuff and you gotta get it in a will or trust. One of the areas that I'm personally struggling with right now is knowing the finish line. Financial planning and investing should have a goal. Is it $1 million? Is it $2 million? Is it $4 million? $1 million will pay about $40,000 a year in retirement. $4 million will pay about one hundred sixty. I want you to live your life to the fullest. It's not great to end up like Scrooge. It's great to end up like Scrooge with lots of money and, and companies that you control and making your employees work on Christmas and... It's great to end up like that, but it's not great unless you share it with somebody, or share it with yourself, or travel the world. Or you got to have something that makes you happy. As you age, your plan is going to age with you, hopefully. So you have to, you know, start to shift from your first plan is to accumulate wealth in your twenties and your thirties. And then you want to get some income in there in your 30s and 40s. And then you kind of want to start switching to income at some point in time once you get your your goals met. So that's out there. My dear brother David, David Black. Um, my older brother. He recently, uh, he's a lawyer. And he's on the East Coast. And... He was seeing my mother on Mother's Day and uh, he talked about, you know, the importance of every single year that she's left alive. It's costing, you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year, and my dad's pension was probably about sixty is the right way of saying it. So in aren't meaning there's a shortage. But there was a house that was bought in the years and there were some investments. So more than likely she will die pretty close to penniless or penniless. Because every year that she's alive, she loses more. She's not earning income. She's earning some income off her income assets, but that that long-term care, that being in an old folks' home, it chomps, chomps, chomps away at the money. So every single year. So we get a bill, as her kids, that say something along the lines of room, room and board, (laughs) medicines, then there's like extra services um, in case you're bedridden. And nothing's cheap. If there's one thing I can teach you. Nothing is cheap. If you go out and buy a house right now and you, it's a, a fixer-upper and you're not the type of guy to do the fixing-upping, nothing's cheap. People are going to charge you an arm and a leg for painting. People are going to charge you an arm and a leg for staining. People are going to charge you an arm and a leg for roofing. So don't necessarily get a fixer-upper unless you have that skill set to do some fixing yourself. Two out of five of us are going to need long-term care. Not enough people are buying long-term care in their 50s, 40s, and 50s. Can't really wait till you're 60 and doesn't have a lot of benefit in your 30s. 90% of people who live to age 90 are alive today. So we're in a society that's getting older. 7 out of 10 couples will have a partner use a nursing home. 7 out of 10 couples will have a partner use a nursing home. That's not good. The difference of one percent. You know, on the show we try to say let, let's let's be investors. Let's let's take a look at the difference between stocks, bonds, and real estate. Historically, stocks have beaten bonds, and historically, bonds have beaten real estate. But when our economy went into the toilet bowl, our federal government said, "Okay, let's let's destroy the bond market." By lowering the cost of money to almost nothing. That'll stimulate people moving bonds into stocks and people moving bonds into investments. Because the return won't be there. It won't keep up with inflation. People will pull money out and say, wow, when you lower the cost of money, housing just became a lot cheaper. Now, when you raise the cost of money, housing becomes a lot more expensive. So that's all out there. So the difference of 1% when I say stocks beat bonds and bonds beat real estate, a hypothetical investment of $100,000, if you have $100,000 at age 40 and you get 20 years left till you need that money, if it grows at 5%, that 100000 will become 265000 If it grows at 6%, that 100000 in 20 years will become 320000 If you're lucky enough to get it to grow at 10%, that 100000 will become 672000 And if for some reason you're that much of a magician, where you turn $100,000 with 11% returns over 20 years, it's $806,000. So the difference between... Five and six is two hundred sixty-five to three hundred twenty. The difference between ten and eleven is six hundred seventy-two thousand to eight hundred six thousand. Those aren't big numbers. I mean, those are big numbers in the in the final quotient, right? So don't settle for. Eh. You got to get that uh, portfolio working for you. Work it, work it, work it. So Warren Buffett is one of the greatest investors of all time, right? Some of the things that he says, if you're an investor nerd, you might be crazy enough to get a tattoo of on your body. Now, I want cool things on my body. I want like when I die, I want like a white dragon fighting a black dragon with fire coming out and wrestling each other and Ah! demons and angels. I want that kind of stuff tattooed on my body only when I'm dead. But if I was a financial nerd and I guess I am a financial nerd, maybe I'd want a tattoo that says pain today. Gain tomorrow. Buffett said some of the best things ever. Like never invest in a business you cannot understand. Lethargy boarding and on sloth should remain the cornerstone of investment style. He wants you to be lethargic. He doesn't want you to be active every single day. How about this one? Turnarounds seldom turn. I'm Red Black talking all things financial money, investing no more. What's the dumbest thing you ever wanted tattooed on your body? Mine? Fighting dragons. With kung fu fingers. Take a break here, we'll be right
1: back. Only human, after
2: all, don't put the blame on me. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing money in it more. DirecTV Now is no longer the only streaming bundle without DVR. Streaming bundle with DVR, isn't that fantastic? DVR, digital video recorder, kind of something we learned to talk about with TiVos. And then, uh, obviously, that Betamax and... VHS and all such but DirecTV has now got an upgrade so it's got a cloud DVR beta that stores up to 20 hours of recording for up to 30 days the wars that we're seeing in streaming it's pretty good for the consumer if that's your cup of tea to have more options than just Comcast right 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air Big shakeups with that, as streaming has caught on more and more. Um, companies like Comcast are now looking at News Corp and Fox, and looking at Disney and saying, "You know, how can we compete? Where do we go from here now that all of our children have grown up?" The media companies changed. You know, again, just to give you an idea, I grew up at a time when. I know this is horrible. We had a TV that you had to actually get up, walk across the room, and turn the dial. Do you think your kids will ever know the world without remote controls? No. Horrible. I think it's um, almost kind of a form of child abuse. Oh, I'm my sure. God. No way. And then when I was younger, all there was was ABC, NBC, CBS, and PBS. And PBS was on a huge channel. Mm-hmm. And then Fox came out of nowhere in the 80s. And they kind of had this like Fox News thing going on across the nation. It was a national broadcast. And then they started slowly adding one show after the next, after the next. And it was things like Beverly Hills 90210 where I was too old for that show. But it was for teenage girls and teenage boys who wanted to see teenage girls and teenage boys. And Fox was able to go to the advertisers and say, we may not have as many viewers, but we could tell you if you put acne cream on as an advertiser. We're going to sell a ton of acne cream. Now, the show that I remember first coming to Fox that I was intrigued by, not married with children. I'm not that crude and crass. But that, too, had its own little audience, right? Men who are middle-aged like to look at other men who are middle-aged, who are overly sexed up, wanting the hot, sexy sales girl to like them, teasing our wives that all they make is bad, burnt meatloaf. With an incredibly hot daughter, an awkward teenage son, the awkward daughter turns out not to be as dumb as she looks, or maybe she is. So Fox is like, they took that to the advertisers and said, "I'm going to get you a 35 year old fat white guy who's vicariously trying to live his life through TV, and you can probably sell him a a nice, reliant automobile, a Chrysler Chrysler K car." Then they came up with another show, and this is where it started to hook me. And again, it was Fox was genius. Rupert Murdoch was genius in the sense that the shows no longer had to have dots. No longer had to be about um, how many. It was about the spot that you got. If you got it close enough to the advertiser into the dream demographic. How about Fox and the X-Files? Come on. Tell me you weren't slightly intrigued with it. Some seasons were better than others. Some episodes better than others. But that was for what? Boys, maybe girls, boys and girls age 15 to 25? I want to believe. You know what I'm going to do after I do this radio show? When I retire from radio, I'm going to go look for UFOs. <laughs> Wouldn't that not be the perfect ending for me? I'll come up with a conspiracy website. I have seen Bigfoot before. Oddly enough, he lives on a New Jersey beach. Hairiest man I've ever seen. (laughs) It scared me. Oh my, my, my. I remember being a child seeing this guy at the beach, and I was just like, good God. Because I'd look over at my dad, I'd look over at my brothers, then I'd look over at at the left side of the Jersey Shore. So Fox was pretty smart in the way they did programming. And to this day and age, I mean, they changed programming. And now Netflix is changing it. You know, uh, Netflix basically said, you know, we, we're not going to go to the advertisers. We're just going to go straight to you with a subscription. No commercials. That's interesting, too, because remember cable TV when it first started in the 1970s? It was advertised as no, te- no commercials. And that broke down pretty quickly. And they started finding stations that were like, again, unique hits for demographics, ESPN, Chris Berman. How long did it take for us to get tired of the, he hits the ball, it's going back, 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 it's out of here. Or you do the rumble, rumble, bumble, 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 Like, he made a career out of back, 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 back. He's an awful mean man. Just so you know, if you ever want to hear some funny, funny radio bloopers and TV bloopers, go to YouTube and type in Chris Chris Berman. He's, he, he had a meltdown one year. <laughs> he had a meltdown to say the least. Him and O'Reilly. O'Reilly had a good one too. I love good meltdowns on TV. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to
1: get your calls they on the air. they know
2: nothing! Oh, he could go all the way. He could go all the way. Are you talented if someone can mock you that easily? I'm online, Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.